On today's episode of Brooklyn Banter, Matt and I discussed the Nets' loss tonight against the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks beat down on the Nets, and specifically the baby Nets got a lot of playing time. You'll have to tune in to hear our thoughts on all the Long Island Nets that got their opportunities tonight. Uh, this is episode 10, so uh, it's a milestone for us at Brooklyn Banter. And thank you to all of us who've been listening uh, on the short ride we've been on so far. We've actually been you know, gaining a lot of traction, and we love doing it. So uh, as always, follow us on all of our socials. And uh, now, let the banter begin. Welcome back to Brooklyn Banter. Today is Wednesday, December 27th, and Matt and I just hopped on right after the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Brooklyn Nets uh, in Barclays Center. The Bucks beat down on the Nets 144 to 122, and I really shouldn't even call it uh, the Bucks versus the Nets. I should call it the Bucks versus the Long Island Nets because that's pretty much what we watched tonight. And Matt, we haven't really even like talked at all since the game. The game just ended a couple minutes ago, but what are your thoughts on just like the rotation tonight? How Jacques Vaughn handled it? Um, you know, just like quickly for the listeners, if you guys didn't watch the game, the starting lineup tonight was Royce O'Neal, Mikhail Bridges, Dayron Sharp, Dennis Smith Jr., and Cam Thomas. And uh, uh, like four to five Nets players were out, and you could imagine who they are because I didn't mention them in the lineup. But Matt, who? Like, what? What are your thoughts on the way the Nets handled things? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a double edged sword, right? Because you look at how the game kind of progressed and. We had a shot at it uh, midway through the third quarter. I believe it was still a tie game, so uh, a, a bit of a double edged sword. But when when you when you take a notice at what the schedule looks like, um, you kind of understand what's what's going on in Jack Vaughn and the coaching staff's mind. I'm sure the medical staff is is there as well, right? So you had Bridges play 12 minutes, Royce O'Neal play 10, Cam play basically the whole first quarter as well. So I thought Cam would get a little bit more run, especially after he was, uh, you know, benched yesterday. And, and now we could, uh, you know, officially call it a benching because it's not like they were saving him for tonight. Um, but, you know, what? I mean, the big story of the night was Jalen Wilson. So I, I, I had a, I had a bit of fun tonight watching, you know, the baby Nets uh, go out there and, and uh, put it, put in a good effort. And um, obviously you want to go for the win, especially when it's right there for you. But yeah, just, just quickly before we get into, you know, Jalen Wilson and the baby nets and I guess the bright spots of the night, I'm just going to say, I, I personally, like, I don't really understand what the coaching staff and like what the whole message was for the night. Right. I mean, I understand bridges like that situation with the streak and he needs a rest and we all probably can see he needs a rest. He played over the summer. He doesn't miss a night. I mean, he he hasn't missed a game in his career so far. Play him in the first quarter and then don't play him. But Cam Thomas only played 23 minutes last night. He's 22 years old. These are the types of games that, you know, he becomes better and better. Same with Dayron Sharp and same with Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, we were in the game. Like, the team was playing great. Dayron was playing great. Uh, you know, Cam Thomas had eight points in the first quarter. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. looked like, you know, one of the best leaders in the NBA in the third quarter. I know he didn't shoot over 50%, but like the guys, you know, he had, he was the first option tonight and he completely, you know, the Nets were just getting in the paint at will and he was getting in the paint at will. So, you know, Cam Thomas didn't, Bridges, Cam Thomas and Royce O'Neal didn't start the second half. And then Dennis Smith Jr. had a fantastic third quarter and so did Dayron Sharp and didn't come back in in the fourth. So, uh, like for me personally, I'm happy that these guys played, but like I don't like throwing away games like that, especially when you're a team that's going to be an eight or nine seed and every game kind of matters if you're trying to shoot for that six seed. Like 
at the end of the day, I'm not saying we would have probably won, but there's no reason in my eyes to like, you know, you, you treat Cam Thomas in the sense like he doesn't finish games because he's not good enough, but then he's too good enough. Like he's too good to play with these guys on a night like this. So it's just confusing and uh, it's it's a little bit frustrating, but um, you know, I don't know if you have any response to that before we get yeah. into like the, the bright yeah, spots. I mean- the, it, it's a bit confusing as to why you're going to play Royce 10 minutes in the first quarter, why you're going to yeah, play. Just, you should just sit them like at that. Yeah. Point. Like, like I, I, I got, I got a little confused today because, um, you know, I, I had said, I ex- fully expect uh, Bridges just to walk off after the tip off. And then there was kind of some exchanges on Twitter saying that, uh, you know, because of the the award rule now where you have to play 65 games, there's like a, a little segment in that rule that says you have to play at least 15 minutes uh, for the game to count. But I, I, I'm pretty sure like that only counts for the awards because that would mean that every bench player gets eliminated right. from any award. So I, I don't think that makes any sense. So I think it, it's it's a little confusing as to why they played that whole first quarter. Um, but, you know, I, I do understand if you look at the schedule, we we had a we had a four uh, games and five nights. We're playing four games and six nights right now, and now we're about to play uh, seven games in ten days. Um, if you include these last two games uh, before we have that weird break in January because we're headed to Paris, so we'll play January seventh against the Portland Trailblazers at home. Won't play until the eleventh in Paris against the Cavaliers. And then we won't be, we won't have another game for, until four days after that. So it looks like they've just crammed a bunch of games into our schedule here at the beginning of the year and end of year, beginning of year. So, I mean, that's really the only thing I could take away from it uh, as we're heading on to a four game uh, road right. trip right now, uh, starting on Friday against the Wizards. But yeah, it's just confusing as to why Cam and those guys played in the beginning and then we're, we're just benched for the rest of the game. I'm sure Jack Vaughn will answer that uh, here at the press conference. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like if you're reading Nets Twitter, there's like opinions being thrown out left and right about what the decisions were tonight. But at the end of the day, let's talk about, you know, some bright spots because like it was an encouraging night. And even if they did everything we're talking about, play Cam Thomas, play Dayron Sharp, we probably still would have lost the game. So I will say this, like a lot of these guys look great. Uh, it was very encouraging to watch them like Clowney, Wilson, um, Keon Johnson, like those three guys in specific look great. You know, uh, Clowney had his first basket in the NBA tonight and he had 14 points and shot six of nine from the field. And I will say he looked like he had some coordination. He looked like he had a soft touch. Uh, he has a quick jump, like similar, like, yeah. you know, how Zion jumps fast. He, he seemed like he jumped fast and, uh, I'm sure all Nets fans can say he looked like a little bit of a baby Jared Allen, Nick Claxton. Like, just we all see what's yeah, coming was, in the future. So Clowney could be part of it. it. Was, uh, it was, what do you What do you think about like some of these guys and how they play tonight? Yeah, I mean, obviously Jalen Wilson's the story of the night, right? Uh, yeah. You know, 21 points. Um, so he really got after. He was, you know, diving for balls. He had that great play in the first quarter, I believe it was. Or who would, uh, where you, he, who would you compare like Jalen Wilson's game to? Uh, like if. If it had to be, you know, maybe not a star, but someone that's, you know, Josh, been... Josh Hart. Oh, really, Josh Hart? I feel like he has a little bit more of a bag than Josh Hart, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, he's like... in the G League scoring, you know, thirty, thirty-five <laughs> points, and I don't know if Josh Hart could do that, like right now. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at like how Josh Hart. Well, I, I look at how Josh Hart kind of came to the Knicks, and, and he provided that like the defensive-minded, like 
it's not like he's a great defender. I'm not talking about like, you know, at, at right. the elite levels, like a Marcus Smart, but almost like a getting after it kind of guy where like Brooklyn needs. We haven't had that uh, in a long time. Um, and he, I think he's just going to be one of those hustle guys for right now. I mean, he's he, he's 22 years old already. So he's had four years of college experience. He played at a top program in Kansas. So I think I think he knows how to win. Um, and I think he's one of those valuable role players off the bench and, and he kind of makes Royce O'Neal and like, I'm not saying to get rid of Royce O'Neal, but he, he's, he, he allows us to stomach it a little bit more. Um, right. and I could, and I could say the same thing about Dennis Smith Jr. Like the way he's playing right now is like, I could easily say we could get rid of Dinwiddie's expiring contract and, and, and I can insert him into the starting lineup. Right. Um, but a, a comparison I did want to say tonight was watching Keon Johnson, uh, jump reminded me so much of Gerald Green back in the day when he played for the Nets. Yeah. Um, and obviously yep. he had that like really famous dunk where he went, he had that windmill alley-oop, well, but it's funny. He's like, I remember that dunk because I'm the biggest Marshawn Brooks fan in the world. And he threw that <laughs> pass. You know, I think it was like a Chris Humphreys outlet. To I, was, I was there that night. It was against the Rockets, right? Yep, I, I was there that night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but Ke- yeah, Keon Johnson had some awesome dunks. He also uh, hit some three pointers, which was like, yeah, I think his first basket as a net was a three. Yep. But getting back to Jalen Wilson quickly, I, you know, it just seems like he has a lot of coordination, right? And I, I am I wrong, but he's a like he's already twenty two or twenty three years old, and he was in college for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I mentioned, he he's uh yeah he's a he was a four year uh player yeah. at Kansas, so yeah, yeah he he knows the game. Gonna, I was just gonna say, like, there seems to be a trend in the NBA this year with like Jaime Hawkes Jr. Yep. and Trace Jackson Davis, like guys that you know, stay in college a little longer and you could just tell they're kind of ready to help teams now. And Jason, Jalen Wilson seems to be a guy that could help us right now. Uh, so, and then the main thing for him, like, like you said, one, he could definitely replace someone like Royce O'Neal. I don't think it's going to change where we are in the standings too much. If Jalen Wilson took those 12 minutes, but he also got to the line um, 11 times and he went 11 of 11 for the free throw line. That's, yeah. that's, that's fucking awesome, man. Like good, good for him. And, I was yeah, just I happy saw. to watch like all these guys out there. Like I don't know, yeah. just they were playing hard and they were getting into the paint, and it was so clear that they were struggling offensively. Like in the fourth quarter, it was a bloodbath. But at the end of the day, like I'm just gonna erase that from my memory personally. Yeah, I mean, you, they went seven for thirty-two from three, uh, I believe, and uh, so it, you know it's tough to ever beat a Bucks team. <laughs> the Bucks went twenty-three of fifty-one, so like you're never gonna beat a Bucks team. But I'm glad they kept it close for us and it was tight but like going back to Jalen Wilson I don't know if you saw the uh the stat that uh yes put on but um he I think he's ranked second now with uh most free throws by a rookie off the bench which is a a crazy one of those crazy stats but that was a that was cool to see he was yeah he was matched up with all the guys from the 70s so um you know we've had some great rookies on the team but never uh uh you know to able to get close to that record so that was cool to see that was definitely cool to see and you know i was i was hoping when i and eagle was like talking about it before the chart got pulled up that marshawn brooks would be on there but he, uh, <laughs> but he wasn't and uh just continuing Dude, I... the, continuing the theme just uh with the baby nets uh we do like those were some of the bright spots but i, I will i do want to talk about just like a negative real quick Derek whitehead just wasn't yeah. uh he wasn't he great so for all the points people there. out there that are living and dying by the Derek Whitehead is going to save the franchise. He put up a Tony Snell stat line in the first half with uh, 18 minutes and zero 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 across the board. So 
he just wasn't really looking at the basket. He was kind of just doing some cardio tonight. So I'm happy he got some cardio in on the, you know, for yeah. an NBA game and instead of a Long Island Nets game. But listen, I'm not going to make any crazy judgments at the same time. So uh, hopefully he looks better. But he definitely didn't look like an NBA uh you know, a long-term NBA player tonight. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on him besides what I said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mentioned, right, that I wanted to see him a little bit more. Um, I, I think this is only his, like, first real game. I think the last time he was in, in the game, like, he played, like, two minutes. So he did get, as, as long, uh, along with uh, Noah Clowney, got, got, they got their first NBA points today. So I wonder if uh, Giannis is going to steal the ball from them or not. Um right. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, it was disappointing. I, I I texted you. I said I want to see a little bit more of of uh, Whitehead in the second half here. Um, but uh, you know, it's his first minutes. He he's coming back from a pretty significant in- injury, so it, it was good to see him out there. Um, but he, I think he's going to be one of those developmental projects um, where you could see like Wilson. Wilson kind of has a flow to the game, and and it took a little bit. Um, I actually, he he probably never got into it. In, into the game really yeah. i'll uh, just i'll say this matt i'm not gonna have any trouble uh throwing derek whitehead in my trade machine until the trade deadline after watching <laughs> him tonight it's gonna be pretty easy to just be like yeah like i'll give him another you know instead of a first round pick we'll give him derek whitehead because it's a first round pick but uh I, I you know i did have some take like besides the baby nets i did have some takeaways uh from this game the first one being how smooth did that dayron sharp three look uh oof, no. like, he he she caught it. He shot it. It actually looked like you know he has decent form and swoosh from the corner. And if he could, if he could start doing that, man. Like, watch game, out. The NBA needs to watch out for Dayron Day Sharp if he could start doing that. Game game by game, Claxton should be uh, quivering in his boots uh, to see if he's going to be uh, the future net center because um, Dayron is just looking re- really good these last couple weeks. Um, but again, you know, it's going to take some time. But like, yeah, that three looked, it looked smooth. Right. And, and, and it didn't look like, it didn't look like he rushed it or anything. Like he knew what he was doing. He set, he set himself up perfectly in that corner. So that was, yeah, that was great to see. And, and, by, and by the way, and we can, we can get back to the thing, but I feel like Brooke Lopez got dunked on like eight <laughs> times today. There was, like, yeah, I think every, I think every junior, he got dunked on by Keon Johnson. Like, and then like he kept, he got technicals, the, he got a, Defensive three seconds. Sarah Kustak was laughing at him. Like, yeah, it was he, great. He had a he had a long night, bro. <laughs> yeah, was, he he did a little bit of everything. <laughs> but uh, point like my second takeaway. This isn't like so much of a serious one. Kind of going off the energy you're giving right now. Uh, what the hell is Claxton wearing on the sidelines? Oh. Like, it's it's not that I'm mad about it, but like after watching Ben Simmons do it, I I don't want to. I don't want to correlate the two. I'm trying to like think good things about Claxton and he's wearing these shoulder pads. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I thought he was, uh, I thought, I don't know how many Shrek movies there are out there, but I thought he was teasing the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that, that's, that's great. Um, but, but uh, uh, yeah, then, I mean, they, they obviously they have their, uh, I don't know. I, I hope that like, I, I I'm not, um, you know, a fashion guru here, so I can't really say, but I'm hoping that they don't pay a personal uh, a personal <laughs> shopper for, for what they wear on the sideline. This is probably why he's asking for $25 million. He might be a shopaholic, and, you know, who knows how much all this shit costs. Yeah. But uh, getting getting back to it, like, I, I read something on Twitter where, you know, we were playing so well in the first quarter against, like, the fully healthy Bucks team, and it, they said, like, 
Bridges and Cam Thomas next to a couple dogs. Like that's that's what we need. And it, it just made me think about like the Nets starting five currently with Claxton and, and Dinwiddie. And it just like a lot of our guys do a lot of the same things and there's no real fit to our starting lineup. And it's just a bunch of, you know, players that are, are, are we're, the, the point I'm making is that like, you know, I think we need to look into maybe experimenting with the starting five. And I'm not saying that Cam Thomas needs to stay in. He can t- stay out. It, it could be Claxton. It could be Dinwiddie, but I think the team could benefit from getting, you know, playing some different types of players, more minutes, you know, specifically for me, I think Dennis Smith Jr., I've been saying this, but just I keep watching him and he brings something to this team that we need in leadership and he pushes the pace and he's a great ball handler. He rebounds. So, I mean, I don't know if you have any thoughts on like the overall fit of our starting five, because to me, it just doesn't really make much sense. And I don't know if like the players skills right now are all complementing each other. Really, I think. I think we have a lot of ball stoppers on the starting lineup, uh, especially with Dinwiddie. Uh, there's, there's, you know, a, a number of times where we see him just dribble the dribble the ball for 18 seconds and then right. either hand it over or drive to the basket and kind of dish it to Claxton where he has to do like a quick turnaround. So I think there's two ways that I would go about it. I, w- I would either remove Thomas from from the lineup, leave Dinwiddie in there and, and bring in DFS kind of, kind of go a little bit bigger where you could slide Cam Johnson. I I think we both would agree, right. That it would cause too much of a problem. Like right now to insert day into the starting lineup. Yeah. I don't don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think you can do that. I mean, ideally our, like our, I think our best lineup um, right now, and I have to look back at it, but I believe it's, um, uh, Dinwiddie, Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dayron Sharp. I believe that's the best uh, net rating out there. Obviously, a small sample size. So yeah, like, I was going to say, really like, go a lot it. of these lineup conversations for me, it's just too small of a sample size. And, like, the Nets, like, the injuries. Yeah. I, would go, I, I would go with your original starting five from last year where Cam Thomas is coming off the bench. Or I would make significant changes. And, and that, I would, that, lineup, that lineup would be just Dorian Finney-Smith instead of Cam Thomas? Yeah, or I'd make significant changes, and I don't know how this affects the whole landscape of the Nets, um, but I would bring in Dennis Smith Jr. for Dinwiddie and then D- Dorian Finney-Smith for uh, Cam Johnson. That'd be awesome. We'd all be fine with that, honestly. And that doesn't mean, like, just quick, I'm sure you're about to say this, but it doesn't, like, that's not ending the game, right? Like, if Cam Johnson's playing well, he, you know, like, I think we just all agree with you that that lineup right there that you just mentioned with Smith, with uh, Finney Smith and Smith Jr., that brings some energy and some defensive intensity we I probably think, need. Yeah, I think, I think with Cam Johnson and Dorian Finney Smith, like for, for me, they're pretty interchangeable. I, I like Cam Johnson a little bit more, but when you're kind of playing these, like, you know, tough guys that are like pound you down low. Um, I think you have to bring in a Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, I think he would have went perfectly tonight. He he does well against Jokic and Adebayo. Um, so I think you can, like, make those changes. But I, I think with Dennis Smith Jr., he plays almost a role that Ben Simmons was playing in the beginning of the year, and you saw the offense really clicking, where he might even be a little bit of a better option than Ben Simmons just because you have to be a little bit fearful of him shooting the ball and he drives to the basket, right? And, like he's going to be... And he plays in the games, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm <laughs> saying like, let's... I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like, if they're both playing, like he, like he provides that kind of ben Simmons, ben Simmons role that I think the Nets built their team around. And I think Dinwiddie 
just slows down the game a little bit too much. Um, that's just like me looking at the game. Um, I just like, I, th- I think a lot of the points you just made were like fantastic, to be honest. And most people probably do agree with you on like the, on what Dennis Smith has been bringing. It is similar to Ben Simmons. And like, I think the one thing you said, driving to the hole, which Ben Simmons hasn't been doing, but he could also make a free throw, which is huge. And just what, what no matter what the starting lineup is, you know, I think the goal we need to create is like, potentially shooting less threes and getting to the basket a bit more than we have been getting to it. And, you know, we didn't make enough threes to win an NBA game tonight, but I think a big reason why the game was so enjoyable was because the team just kept getting to the rim and you really felt the will in the team to, you know, just like go at the Bucks. And I think a lot of times we settle for just taking a lot of threes and standing around and watching our ball stoppers, whether that's Bridges, Dinwiddie, or Cam Thomas. Um, inserting, taking out Cam Thomas for me, just like quickly, just... For, for Smith, less ball handling for me worries me. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not like Cam Thomas is pushing the ball, like one of the best point guards in the league, like we saw Dennis Smith do tonight. Uh, but I think just overall, I think, uh-huh, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't remove Cam Thomas for, for Dennis Smith, though. I would remove him for only Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> sorry, I think Cam Thomas plays perfectly alongside somebody like Ben or somebody like Dennis that can find him. A, a point guard that's not looking to just shoot the ball right. um, like like Dinwiddie is. And I know Dinwiddie's gotten like really, you know, his teammates involved this year, but I think he's just too much of a ball stopper, kind of takes his step back three. So like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I like Cam in the lineup. And I, and I know that for the Nets to progress and develop, like Cam needs to get his minutes. Right. Uh, so, I mean, overall, it was a rough, you know, like just the fourth quarter was rough to watch. The rest of the game was it was a delight just to, you know, see something new and to watch our young guys that we've been, you know, us crazy Nets fans have been talking about now since like, you know, uh, the off season when we drafted these guys and summer league, all of that uh, quickly from the Bucks side, Giannis dominated us. He shot 10 of 12 from the field. Uh, he had 32 points. He had 10 rebounds and eight assists. And uh, we are now one game under 500. We're 15 and 16. And we have a day off tomorrow on Thursday. And uh, you're probably listening to this on Thursday. So we have a day off tonight. And uh, we have a game against Washington on Friday. I think we're 2-0 and already against Washington, right? Uh, so, yep. yeah. So, I mean, I, w- I will say I wouldn't, you know, automatically chalk this one up for a win. Uh, we're at Washington. It's a Friday night. You could definitely look past this game. And it's hard to beat a team three times. So uh, hopefully the Nets team prevails. I really hope they come out ready to play after everyone sat this game. But exactly, uh, you know, I'd love to get that win and get back to five hundred. Any any thoughts on the on the game on Friday before we go? I mean, after sitting everyone, you have to win that game, um, and then you know, hopefully we get to the new year. I think we have the the Thunder on Sunday. So. Yeah, thirty first we have the Thunder. Right, that's probably <clears> a loss. <laughs> that's a tough game, and I think the Knicks are playing them tonight. Right, um, the Knicks were, are, it's a crazy game right now. I'm in a group chat with some friends that are blowing me up right now during the podcast. But yeah, it uh, looks like yeah, it looks like the Thunder are going to pull away there. So they'll, they'll be at 20 and nine, and I believe they'll have a game, um, before they play us. So yep, um, yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it's going to be an exciting end of the year here, and hopefully two wins. But I, we definitely have to win on Friday. Uh, we do. We definitely do. But uh, Matt, uh, thank you for hopping on. I know it's late during the week. Uh, This is what we do for the Nets fans out there. Uh, So thank you for everyone who's been listening. Uh, 
As always, follow us on uh, all social media. That would really help what we're doing here. Uh, Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, let's go nuts.